When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we're here on Poke the Bear, episode 15. Evan Marinovsky alongside Connor Ryan. Connor, how are we doing? I'm doing swell, Evan. How are you doing? Just as swell. As swell as swell can be. On a rainy, crappy week, Wednesday. It's, uh, it doesn't... I mean, great that you're listening on a Thursday or a Friday, but we're recording this on a Wednesday, and it's raining. It's Which I think it's, it's, it's also going to be raining on Thursday, and I think we're getting snow. At least where I, where I am, we're going to be getting snow on, on Friday, so... It's all great. We got daylight savings. Uh, it's going to be getting dark at like five o'clock. It's awesome. Everything is just going down the drain. The daylight savings is the worst. Yeah. Um, but it, none of it's fun. This time of year is very. You need hockey. You need the the bat. You know. You need basketball. You need other sports. You need something to and, balance it out, right? You need something to balance out yeah. the usual seasonal depression. Unfortunately, I think uh, there's well, a couple the more factors. The Washington Post gave out a nice uh, article. Did you see that on how to how to handle COVID <laughs> depression with seasonal depression? Yeah, it's like make a plan. It's like, well, if people had a plan, I think like they wouldn't be running <laughs> into this every single year. I think it's something that happens every single year. And uh, there's get- a few more factors that are kicking in on top of it that make it a yes. little bit uh, a little bit tougher this year. So, yes. but make a plan, Evan. You'll work. Yeah, out. I'll write it down. I'll have a notebook. I'll you know, uh, five o'clock on Tuesday, I will meditate yeah. and i'll yeah. you know, have all these this nice little plan get one um, of those uh, clear like clear apps whatever it is where it's like the dude from game of thrones like does like a, a bedtime lullaby to you as you sleep or yes. something like that yeah it costs like 15 dollars a month and you always yeah. forget about it till they charge you afterwards yeah i, I actually i, I had a really i made a really good pitch for that didn't i you did they should be a sponsor no i actually use headspace i love headspace it, it's meditation because i'm a very high strung person and sometimes mm-hmm. i need to kind of chill out and I take a nice little breather, and Headspace is great for that, and it is cool. very worth little, it. And I actually like babbling brookers. It's some. What, what do you? What do no, you it's medita- It's it's meditation. So you oh. sit there, and, and it's this guy with this like really nice British voice, the most soothing voice you ever heard. You sit there, and it's just like you know. So is it David calm. Allen? Is it David Allen Boucher from Magic One Hundred Six Point Seven? That's who you should hire. <laughs> it should be, but no, it's a nice thing. The worst is when like my phone's always on Do Not Disturb. Uh-huh. My friend will like call me like two straight times to get through and I'll be like, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, not now. Not the spell now. is broken. The sp- yeah. It's just like, I'm back in it. I'm back to reality. But um, yes, curing your seasonal depression, how to. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, I'll go watch a Bruins. Oh, just kidding. I won't watch a Bruins game. Um, but speaking of when you can maybe watch games, uh, the AHL announced Wednesday 
that, or, or they set a date for February 5th is when they'd like to return. Now, obviously, that's well after January 1st when the NHL has said that they want to return, which makes us think the NHL is probably not coming back <laughs> January 1st. Um, but the, you know, you think just NHL, but the AHL is actually a lot of ramifications for the Bruins, as there's for every team as well. Um, that's a month lost of development. And that's also half a year lost of development in the AHL as well. Yeah, no, it's uh, not really surprising when you look at, I think the AHL was originally looking at, I think like a December return date and now it was kind of wiped off the slate. And uh, I mean, I think you've seen it uh, a whole bunch of news come out Wednesday. I mean, the Boston marathon got, is getting pushed back into the fall. So you're seeing just a lot of the things that were set in stone are already getting pushed back. Um, so from the Bruins perspective, it, it's a tough break for some of these prospects because it's not like this team was relying on, you know, a few of these guys to take a huge step forward and contribute right away this year. But you look at, you know, guy like Jeremy Swayman, who was going into his first year that you really want a full year development of him and Dan Vladder kind of fighting for a spot in Providence. Uh, you look at a guy like Jack Ashan, who's coming in as a college free agent at 23. Ideally, you hope he doesn't really need that much seasoning down there, but it's still, you'd like him to have a full year at least against, you know, other pro competition. Um, so it, it's, it's considerably tougher for a few of these prospects to get just a full year of reps, um, and how they, you know, combat it, whether it's you're sending a few guys over to Europe, which you've already seen with a couple of Bruins, uh, prospects, but still it, it's a tough break for, you know, there's only so many, uh, different, you know, pro leagues in Europe that you can send these guys in before they're playing against, you know, lower tier competition in like Hungary 16 or something. year olds. From yeah, Hungary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's only so many, as much, as much as, you know, you go through like NHL 21 and there's like 500,000 teams to pick from. It's only so many that are actually going to benefit a few of these guys who are playing against the competition. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's a tough break in terms of just the development timeline for the Bruins, but, um, the kind of next, you know, domino to fall is going to be whether or not the NHL kind of coincides with that because just in terms of, Cases rising and the fact that it doesn't seem like the border is opening up anytime soon. Um, it seems like it's going to be a situation where it wouldn't surprise me if the NHL follows a similar path and kind of ride out what hopefully will be the storm of, you know, December and January, and maybe there'll be clearer skies ahead in February. But still, it seems like everything is more or less up in the air. Yeah, and the tough thing is the spike. Um, yeah. With the spike with, with the country that's – the country seeing it right now, now it's in the Midwest – so it feels like every part of the country is having like their two months of just tons of COVID. You have, you know, you know you, at the beginning it was the Northeast, then it went down South, now it's the Midwest and out West. So it feels like this thing needs to run its course and it's just, when is it going to, you know, open up? Unfortunately, we, none of us have the answers to it, uh, but they're going to have to do something. You know, I don't, I, it's going to be tough to call the whole season off. That would be really unfortunate. Um, I mean, you see last night or uh, Tuesday night, uh, the Dodgers, Justin Turner gets co- uh, gets a positive test in the middle of the game and then comes back out and is on the field with no mm-hmm. mask. And so you have instances like this where, you, you know, no one knows what to do. I mean, you just won a championship, uh, you know, maybe a once in a lifetime experience, but you have COVID, which is a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. pandemic. So no, no, none of these leagues know really what to do. I mean, the NHL and the NBA locked out with nobody getting it because I think if, someone, yeah. if they did, it would have been a whole different story. The MLB almost, almost escaped the playoffs with nobody. And then the eighth inning of the last game, a, a domino fell. So uh, that's going to be something I think these other leagues look at in terms of what do we do. Uh, I mean, I think we both agree on this. I think you stay in the, in the, in the region. You stay in yeah. your little 
section of the country. The East plays, you know, just teams in the Northeast or, you know, uh, the mid Atlantic, stuff like that. Uh, I think that's the best way, you know, re- if you have to realign the conferences or whatnot, do it for a year. I don't think it hurts play. I mean, you're still playing good teams and everything. So right. that is that on that front. Now let's get to the fun stuff. Let's get to the actual fun of today. And that is what is going to be the next Bruins alternate jersey. So we don't know. The only jersey that's really come out is Dallas. That came out. It's like electric green. Or it should come. It should come with like a, a can of Monster Energy. Or like, I feel yes. like if you put it on, you should just have like Sandstorm play in the background as you like wear it. Yes, it's, it's it looks like it, it. It tastes like Mountain Dew. Um, yes, it's like the Mountain Dew jersey. If you were to have an if you were to have like a advertisement on the jersey, it would be Mountain Dew. I mean, it'd be like the easiest one. It mm-hmm. makes sense with the colors. Um, I hope that actually happens. I hope there's like a Mountain Dew logo on it somewhere. I used to be a huge fan of Mountain Dew. And then it would it would get me so amped up that I'd be like, I can't. Yeah, because it's like, dude, it's like sugary sludge, dude. Like I loved Mountain Dew too, but then like you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, this could straight up kill me if I drank it like every single day, especially the Code Red. Code oh, Red Code Red's good. so good, so good, and so <laughs> horrifically bad. But like, damn, like when you're like a teenager, who cares, right? I think freshman year of college and maybe sophomore year of college, I was drinking like uh, a twelve pack a week. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. It was insane, but I loved it. Uh, it just did a number uh, to my body and my teeth, which yes. you don't like to see. Um, but New Jersey's Bruins have not announced theirs yet. Uh, you wrote a, a story today in, in Boston Sports Journal um, about you rank the jerseys. So we're going to go through, uh, and we are going to give our three favorites ever. Well, mm-hmm. let's start with what we think the alternate jersey should be. Because we yeah. can get to the other bad jerseys and the other good jerseys. But what do you think the new alternate should be? Uh, I don't think I'm breaking any new ground with it. Um, first of all, I want to say I hope and pray it's not the Pooh Bear. I think we will discuss the Pooh Bear a little bit later as we, we air our grievances. Um, but, I mean, I think you look at kind of what the – you know, the so-called leak designs are, and it seems like it's, you know, stuff that's either going to be 80s or 90s themed, kind of that kind of retro look. And you look at kind of the the different sweaters the Bruins have had over the last couple of years, and they've all usually harkened back to, you know, the 30s and the 20s and the 40s and all that stuff. But it feels like the one era they really haven't touched yet that, you know, is due for revival is that kind of 80s, 90s kind of golden era that they had for like 20 years, you know, like the Ray Bork and Cam Neely era where, you know, the, the spoke B was a little bit more simple, but it was a clean design even back then. Like, it's not like, an, like it's it's aged or something like that. Like, you know, it's uh, something stuck in whatever decade it's in. But uh, with that and the, the infamous bear on the shoulder, which is much better than the Pooh Bear, uh, that bear has been called many I agree. Things. Over the years, there's uh, Crack Bear, there's all sorts of things. Math Bear. Whatever, whatever <laughs> crazed uh, monstrosity that thing is, it is, like, the perfect level of, like, nostalgic, like, bootleg and, like, schlocky that, like, it works perfectly for, like, a revival. Not to say, yes. like, you know, the new sweater would be, like, it on the front, but like, even just bringing it back on, like, you know, the shoulders as it was before, I think would be a good call. Um, so that would be my pick is just – it. For a, a classic sweater that, I mean, like you saw that in Happy Gilmore, it's been it was like their go-to sweater for like over twenty years, like during kind of the the, the best extended stretch of success for the Bruins during that time. Um, feels like that one's due for an upgrade, even if it's you know a, a color swap or something like that. I think at least bringing the the classic parts of it with the you know the simplified spoke B and and that you know meth bear, uh, I think would be like a, a good pick for them. 
Yeah, I'm totally with you. I think it should absolutely be that that 80s 90s jersey that they that I tweeted out today. We you, you've seen it, the one you just described. I think that is the perfect one. I mean, I think that is like the cool retro jersey. It's simple. It's slick. Uh, I think it would look great. Um, to me, that's the easy one. I think if you really wanted to just stay with the jersey for the alternate from last year. I think everybody liked that. I mean, just the black with the B on it. But I think I would much rather have the 80s and 90s. I mean, switch it up. Don't be yeah. the team that says we're going to keep things the same. Even though that was a really cool alternate that I feel like in 10 years, we'll kind of look back and go, oh, they should totally bring that back. Right. Um, but just do something I'm, different. I'm also on like on board with like not just doing another all black because like the all black, it, it always works, right? There's very rarely seen all black jersey. You're like, oh, that sucks. But like – you go back to like you know the alternates they had like from oh seven to sixteen like the the men in black ones right with like mm-hmm. the revamped logo um you know those those were great but then you go from there you had like the twenty sixteen winter classic which was all black um and then you go to like the the new alternate for this past year um again you can't really go wrong with it but if you're gonna go outlandish without being you know I think. You don't want it straight too far and outlandish where you bring back the Pooh Bear and everyone's like, holy shit, what are you doing? But, like, you yeah. need to get something that at least pops and catches attention, so whether it's, you know, all gold or, you know, another that features a lot of white in it. Um, I think if you do that and have, like, the baseline template of it being that 80s, 90s era, I think you can do a lot of stuff with it. I mean, you, you go to, like, the, the pro shop, right? And, of course, they have all the different logos on hats and, and beanies and stuff like that. You don't see like the Pooh Bear ever on like a hat because everyone I think Never. Sees, no. Like, oh yeah, I'm not. Oh ha ha, I'm not buying that. But like ha ha, <laughs> if you see like uh, the Crazy Bear on like a hat, like people are buying because it's like a classic. Like and it's so wild looking that like it it's endearing in a way, right? Just how it is. like how, how Pooh Bear's boring. Yeah, no Pooh Bear looks like something you'd see out of like if you gave your kid access to like a clip art thing and like windows 95 it's like there's nothing yeah. like sleek about it or like you know it just looks bootleg man like it's out of like a like brother bear it's like one of those like bootleg disney movies like it doesn't look intimidating i'm, I'm not a fan it, it, it's i not- don't i've never understood like this this allure with it i mean i don't think it's that great it's just this yellow jersey with the bear on it it's a boring bear and it's just like I don't, I don't know. I, they didn't win a lot when they wore them. So there wasn't oh, yeah. that aspect. It's not like they won like two Stanley Cups with that jersey. Like, oh, right, yeah. It was just whatever. I mean, it was just meh. And it's, it's, like, just, it's like if they, the Penguins brought back like, you know, like the, the kind of the side profile Penguin logo they had back when like, you know, Lemieux and them were there. Like it's definitely a 90s logo, but like at least they won and like you bring that yeah. back. It's a cool look. Like Pooh Bear is not cool. What would oh, be no. funny if, if, like, the Bruins announced they had a new sweater and they had, like, a fake video where it was Pooh Bear for, like, 10 minutes? That would be hysterical. But, like, if yes. they actually did it, I would be, like, appalled. Trick us, but don't actually do it. I mean, because yes, I mean, I mean, just that would be so ugly to watch. And be, it's, it's funny. I think the Pooh Bear is maybe the most divisive Bruins topic of the past, you know, 20 years. Yes. Even players. I mean, because, like, there's a portion of the fan base that, hates the jersey mm-hmm. and his portion that loves it and it's there's no middle and i think that you would see sort of like this cult-like group buy a ton of the jerseys but you'd see the rest of everybody go i don't want to watch the games that they wear them in so uh, i don't think it's gonna be the Pooh bear i hope it isn't um but even also, if they go 
there's, al- there's also the thing with the poo bear too. I think you see like a photo of it and you go like, oh, that's hilarious. Like you see a photo of it and it kind of like brings you back to that era and you're like, oh, that could be kind of funny. But then you like watch like the games and like see it in action and it looks so terrible. Like it's Horrendous. one thing to like have a picture of it and then you see like in action. Like imagine just coming out to like Audio Slave or <laughs> or you know Crazy Drain or something like that and just them in the poo bear sweater. Like no, it, it would no. not. Not a fan at all, and I'm and I don't think they'll do it, and I hope they don't. Uh, that would be, as you said, I mean, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't mix with like the big bad Bruins at all, and no. even the skill Bruins, that yellow and the bear. I just, to me, this people love it, but a lot of people hate it. I'm part of the hate. I don't understand it. Do you think that they go the Vegas route with a gold jersey? I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that. Again, I think the safest thing to do is go like all black again, but I feel like that'd be boring. Like, I mean, even when they announced the, the new alternates, right. I think every, no one was like, well, that looks really bad, but I also feel like people are like, it's kind of just like a re- re- reversed 2019 winter classic. Like, of course it looks good. It's all black. It's like a clean look, but it's not going to like catch anyone's attention or really wow you. If they bring back like an eighties, nineties and flip the colors around. So it's all gold. Then people are like, Oh, this is pretty, this is pretty dope. Right. Like I, I think, I'm not saying you have to follow the, the route that Dallas is doing, right? And have it be glow in the dark, uh, like a, like something out of like the main. Hey, hey, the like gar- and it, when the garden lights went out, they could have used those glow. That is true. Games. They could have kept the, the game going on. Um, but I, I think you know, I don't think the Bruins are going to go as outlandish as them. Or you saw, I think uh, the leaked design for like the Anaheim Ducks have like those ones being absolutely bananas in terms of what the, the old logo is. But um, again, I don't think it's going to be you know, mayhem from what the Bruins are going to pick. But if you went like all gold or, or, you know, white is the primary color, I think that would stand out at least. And you can incorporate designs and, and things to do with it that it's not like it's going to be super, you know, uh, it's going to take you out of it in terms of what the design is. It's not like you're throwing like Pooh Bear on the front and have it all gold. <laughs> like it's, you know, if you do all gold, but it's the, the 80s, 90s spoke B with, you know, the, the crazy bear on the shoulder or you incorporate some other stuff. I think it works, right? It, it just is more visually striking, which I think is what the league's looking for here. Listen, the, the league needs something to get the new season off the ground and something to have fans somewhat look forward to in this year of misery. So if it's something where it's just like a, a corny fourth alternate jersey here, then, you know, might as well go for it, right? Yeah, I mean, do you think there's any chance they bring back, like I'm looking at the 80s jersey and 90s jersey right now, uh, it's black. You think they bring back black and white? You think there's a chance they do, like, both would they ever give a team two alternates i mean why not yeah i mean maybe it depends i think on maybe especially like color schemes or something like that like maybe if it's i look at a team that maybe had an old jersey that was so drastically different that they bring back one like let's say it's like la kings bring back like they're all purple or you know from like the, the classic era that's one where it's so drastic from what the black and white is that they have now that maybe you bring back a home and road but I would imagine the Bruins kind of just stick to one sweater, but again, it most original where... six teams keep it very simple. Not yeah, a lot exactly. of teams, go, they not a lot of original six teams go, except the Canadians with their barbershop jerseys, right, right, um, which were horrendous, and the Bruins rightfully kicked their ass in those jerseys. Right, it feels like a team like the Bruins is not going to go way off the rails. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be something that you have to hit it where it's. Hawking back to like a, an era that they haven't covered before, which they've covered most. They've been in three winter classics. They they've done a lot of retro lookbacks and stuff like this. But you haven't really covered the eighties and nineties, and you can do enough with it um, 
and the fact that you've done like a lot of primary black sweaters before now, if you go just even keep it simple, but with a different color scheme, it should be enough that pops out that it should, you know, draw people's attention. Like if you, again, you bring back that bear and that, that simple design, but just having a different color, people are going to be like, Oh yeah, hell yeah. They haven't, they haven't done this before. Right. I mean, I tweeted it today. Everyone responded like, yeah, hell yeah. Make that the alternate. Like that's a cool alternate. So if they yeah. did something with that, I think most people love that Jersey. Another Jersey that was very interesting was the alternates they had for the 06, 07 season. Yeah. It was basically the sixties jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were interesting. I mean, they're not, they don't pop. They're all, they're retro, but if you did something with that, maybe you could, Maybe get away with it, um, yeah. but to me, uh, not a terrible jersey. Before we ra- before we get to our like rankings, I guess, mm-hmm. are the Bruins due for new jersey home jerseys? Do you think that it's gotten old? I mean, it's been the same type of. I mean, when they went from Reebok to Adidas, I think they changed like one thing on the like, shoulders. Yeah, um, but they've had the same general design since '07. Mm-hmm. That's 13, 14 years now. Yeah, is it time they make a change? I personally don't think so. Just because I look back at what the the changes were when they went from the, like the old Boston Garden to Fleet Center, and like you know the spoke B looked fine, but they had like stuff that just made it seem like it was dated. Like the striping was odd. Like the the shoulder would go. Remember, like the shoulder like design would go all the way down to like the sleeve and one continuous thing. Like I feel like stuff like that either like looks just slightly off or like dates kind of what your jersey looks like. I just imagine like the. I remember watching you know like. Uh, like Jason Allison and those guys under like sub HD TV watching in those sweaters. And like, maybe they're just stuck in that era. So maybe just the fact that like we didn't have HD back then that it, it dates them. But I feel like the, the sweaters they have now are like, you could say maybe they're safe, but like, I'd rather them be clean and classic now than like get too creative and have it be something that ends up getting dated. Cause I think is the worst thing you want to do. Like even the eighties and nineties sweaters they had, I wouldn't say they were dated of like, Oh, those are classic eighties or something like that. Oh, no. right? like, those you, were know, any, like, you could put that in any era. Yeah. So I, I think the Bruins are hit kind of that sweet spot with their sweaters now um, in terms of, you know, keeping them timeless, keeping them clean, classic, without having to use too much. Because I think if you get, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen or something and, you know, you unveil a new a new sweater and gets good reception, you're like, oh, we got to change the regular sweater now, then I think you're going to start running into some issues. Because, I mean, it's kind of like when the Patriots changed theirs this year. Uh, it's like, did you have to, like, people were interested in what it was going to be. And it was like, didn't blow anyone's socks off. And then like, you know, it's like, uh, we didn't really need these, this switch around or anything like that. So I'm fine with them keeping them as is, but what do you think? I mean, I think like the, sometimes I root for chaos. I think naturally as writers and reporters and journalists, we often, and hosts, we want some chaos here and there. And I don't think this would be chaos, but part of me would be interested to see like what they could come up with. Maybe show us behind the scenes, maybe don't release them, but, we, if we could say, hey, designers, make a new home and away jersey for the Bruins. Just come up with like your best idea and just and we won't release it, but just show us what you might come up with and what it would look like. I would love to just see what it might look like because it is that time where it's been years since they got a new jersey. And you're right. It's the sweet spot of a really good jersey and they've won a lot. I mean, they want they went to three Stanley Cups in this jersey. Everybody loves it. No one, you know, the Bruins have a very clean jersey. Um as you said, it's timeless. But part of me is like, I wonder what they could come up with for like a new jersey. Because I was never a fan of the jer- the home and the ways they had before this, where they had like the, it was a thinner with the spoke to be. I was yeah. I, I hated those where it had um, where it had Pooh Bear on the the shoulders. Yes, and had Pooh yeah. Bear on the shoulders. I hated those jerseys. That was the Fleet Center what, era. 
that was the fleet center era, but I do like these jerseys a lot more. Yeah. Um, but so I like these jerseys, but part of me would be like, I wonder what they could like come up with again. I feel like that won't come though until Burrish runs off the Bruins, sort of like with it's the like Patriots with Brady. Yeah. It's a new era. If they have like, you know, Stadnika down the middle with like coil behind him, they'll be like, oh, let's throw some new jerseys. Yes. Um, but I don't think it'll be anytime soon because they just became, uh, Adidas. But mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be, I would be very interested to see what they could come up with because I yeah. do like these jerseys and I don't want them. I don't want to risk them messing it up because then if they mess it up, it's like, oh, this is an eyesore. To look it's not at. like you can backtrack it too. Like we just, we're just kidding. It's like usually <laughs> you have to like commit to a sweater yes. or a jersey, right? Like it, it's a really, really bad look, especially if you jump ship right away. You can maybe do it and change it like in a, a season if it's that bad, but like generally you have to kind of ride, ride through the storm with it. If it's something that's not good. It's funny. A team like the penguins actually did a really good job because they had the, they had the yeah. home jer- and away jerseys they had at the beginning of the uh, decade. And then towards the middle, they went back to the classic look. Yeah. And are they still, I forget. I, I'm blanking. There's, they, uh, I think they're, they're in still kind of in that, that, right? Yeah. Where it's a lot more like the gold and stuff like that. It's not yes. like, kind of like the, the black and silver kind of. Yes. Yeah, I think they're more along kind of that that old retro look now, which I thought was a good good call. Like good that move, was it was, good it was a drastic move, but like it's it looks good, you know. And they randomly like did that mid season. So to me, I, I I you know, you don't have to change the home or away jerseys. It's fine. But if you just come show us some a new thing or two, you might not hate it. So yeah. let's get into. Bru- I mean, Bruins fans will probably hate it, but that's just I think that's true. That's true. A hundred percent true. Um, so I would love to hear what your three least favorite jerseys are because i know one least favorite jersey what i i'm struggling to come up with two more yeah i would go number one is easily Pooh bear i mean i think we've we've aired our grievances now but we have just a heinous decision in terms of uh you know one that it's just like it represents the worst of like the 90s era where everyone thought they had to be edgy or creative and it was either a bootleg logo that was oversized. Like I just imagine it reminds me like the, the late nineties pirates when they had that horrible, like Buccaneer dude, but like his, his face was like ran from like your neck down to like your abs. It's like just on the side. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, um, so I think Pooh is by far the worst, just a catastrophic failure in terms of what, what they were going to do with, with that uh, decision. Um, I would then go, probably the fleet center era, you know, cause I think the spoke B is fine, but it just seems like dated. It, it seems like almost like a, a, uh, just like very generic and bland, which is honestly like kind of how most of that era was. It's like the era where like Ray Borg leaves. Eventually your, your only backup there was the Pooh bears, your alternate. So it didn't really help you out that much. Like it just seemed like dated and kind of uh, generic. So I think that's one that stands out. And then probably the other one, I think a lot of people like them, but the sweaters they wore a lot before kind of like the Big Bad Bruins era, like the 60s, where it was a lot of like all gold, which I liked, but it just seemed like it was like the early prototype. Like I give, I give that one credit because it was a lot of just like uh, a different color scheme, but also like I think you need to have something there that makes it stand out. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of like the color scheme of the uh, 29th of the 2010 winter classic, like that mustard yellow, but like there's enough stuff going on there with the striping and like the unique kind of spoke V that like, it makes it work. Right. But if it's just like the regular old spoke V with just all gold, you need to add something to it a little bit there. Um, so I think that's probably the, the third place one there, but 
once you get beyond like Pooh Band, maybe the Fleet Center one, they're all like pretty solid. Like even if I'm not a big fan of the third alternate from 2019, it's not a bad sweater, man. <laughs> like a lot of teams would love to have no. a clean look like that. It's just, I think they've had so many classic designs or retro ones that have aged well, or that they've incorporated kind of a modern twist on them that they all usually work pretty well. So, um, yeah, once you get beyond Pooby, it, it gets the, the list kind of gets, gets pretty dry. Yeah, so for me, I mean, Pooh Bear has to be number one. I, I hate that jersey. I'd be very interested to hear what people who like the Pooh Bear jersey, like what their bottom three jerseys are. I mean, like, cause I think your vision doesn't work, but that's okay. Um, we don't judge you, but, but we will. We, but we, we will. We, we'll we, judge, we, we'll we judge in that situation. Uh, the Fleet Center ones are, are not great either. I, I would guess I'd put that there as well. As you said it best, bland. Um, and then I want to go back to the 30s for my other least favorite jersey where they had the number on both sides yeah. and it was just bland and white. And it's like, well, I mean, it wasn't bad, but you know, you just had the number on each side and granted we were not around for, uh, for that time period. We didn't watch games back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was me, actually, it, they, they just had those to make it easier when the Eddie show was beating the bag out of guys that the refs could see it from the front of him, like pummeling people as well. Yeah. They could read the number. So, yes. So, that, that, I guess those would be my bottom three. As you said, I mean, they've, they've, had, they've had solid jerseys. It's not like, cause when you're, I feel like when you're an original six team, your history kind of sustains you. If you're a team like the Ducks or the Coyotes or, you know, a, a newer team, uh, you don't, you kind of have to get creative with those. You have to take these big chances with jerseys and sometimes they pay off and sometimes they don't. You can look mm-hmm. <laughs> to both teams and you can look the Panthers, tons of teams where it doesn't pay off. So, um, the Bruins, I guess, benefited from that. For my top three, mm-hmm. I'm going to go in no particular order. Okay. So I, I'm not going to put this number one. I guess I'll put this number three. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of the 2010 Winter Classic jerseys. Mm-hmm. I was. I love those jerseys. I felt they were never used enough. Um, the, the color popped. Yeah, it was a great Winter Classic. It was fun. It was the first one in Boston. I mean, that was when it was like a big deal. Oh, yeah. Being the Winter Classic. Not that it's not a big deal anymore, but there's been – a ton it's of waned. outdoor games. Yeah. It's waned. And that was at Fenway. It was a huge win. Marco Sturm. Like it was a fun team and a fun, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate ending of the season, but a fun, you know, right before they, you know, right in the, the kind of beginning of that big winning era. And it was at Fenway and it was, you know, cold. It was just awesome. The whole event was awesome. Absolutely. And that jersey I thought was great. And I would totally, if those, if they brought those back at some point to just kind of screw around with, I would be for that. I think number one, honestly, would probably be the the um, the eighties, nineties jerseys. The one yeah, we were talking about is that what they shoved the alternate. I mean, that is a cool ass jersey. Everyone loves that. Um, slick, sleek. As I said, I just I love that jersey. And then for my my other one, I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, tough. I, it's a tough one. I mean, I almost want to say their current homes because they're so consistent. And no one's ever questioned it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I kind of want to go outside the box a little bit and, and yeah. not do that. So I'm going to let you give your three favorites, and I'll see if maybe you inspire me to come up with better ones yeah. or better uh, extra. Yeah, I'm going to go number one, I think, is definitely the 80s, 90s. I think maybe just – it also could just be the fact that, like, we haven't seen that be revived yet, that I think that's why maybe we're clamoring for it. Like, you know, it would be different if it was one that we've seen before or, or something like that. But I think especially now it feels like – which is a sign of just us getting older, but like eighties and nineties is the new, like sixties and seventies in terms of stuff that people like yeah. bringing back. Um, that I think 
it makes plenty of sense if that's kind of what they use there, but it's just a timeless design, sleek, simple, um, with like just enough kind of novelty there that makes it kind of endearing. Um, so that's number one for me. Yeah. I would put like the, the regular ones they have. I, I think they're great. I think the timeless. I put them like at four. It's like a good, like number four to have, right. Where it's yes. right where it needs to be, but you can have some more like, creative ones. Um, I think my number three, I'm going to go with the, um, 2016 winter classic, which was not a good game to say the least. Uh, but I liked, you know, I think the colors popped with those. It was, uh, an all black, um, kind of was a direct replica of like, I think their oldest sweaters. I think those are like the 1924 ones they have where it's a classic, but good attention to detail where like the lettering was off. Like it was like, almost like how it was, you know, stitched all bootleg together back in like the 1920s where like the letters were bigger, like the, the B and N were like, like crooked, uh, they have like the felt, like, uh, the felt for the, the, the fur on the bear and stuff like that. So I think that was a really cool one. I think they used that as the alternate, maybe the year after. Um, so I think that's my number three, even though it's like, it's close between that and the 2010, uh, one in classic. Cause that one I think was re- really, really cool as well. But my number two favorite actually is, um, 2019 winter classic. I thought those ones were awesome when you kind of see the added detail on them and, you incorporate a lot more like the brown with the gold there and you got the all white with kind of the B in the middle. Um, you know, the, the attention to detail, that one's cool too, where it has, you know, the shamrock stitched in the back. Um, it, it just seemed like it was a really, really cool blend of, you know, hocking back to that era of the Bruins, but also kind of updating it and making it more sleek and, and clean and also incorporating kind of the, the pageantry of the event of it being at Notre Dame stadium with the shamrocks and, and stuff like that. I thought that one was really, really cool. Uh, ended up being a great game too, which obviously helps out quite a bit. Maybe that's why the 2016 one gets knocked down a little bit, but um, yeah, no, I was a big, big fan of those, uh, the 2019 ones. Like when they announced the new alternates, I understand you're not going to like probably leave with an all white for a home sweater, but like if they just brought back those in the white, I, I would be a total fan. I'd be a huge fan of those. I think those were great. So- so I wanted to do everything I could to not pick 2019 as like my, one of my top ones, but the gold on it made it. I mean, that gold yeah, it was, it was awesome, awesome on it. And to me, I, I guess I'll kind of submit to this. That would be in my top three. Uh, I was yeah. trying to, as you were talking, I was trying so hard to think outside of that and go, well, what about, you know, the past that really is kind of what it is. I was thinking maybe go with the alternates they had from 08 to 16 but those weren't like crazy i mean they were good but they weren't like yeah. three um but it's funny I, i'm always curious in this i mean i've grown up with the home team wears black mm-hmm. or a home team's dark jerseys mm-hmm. and the away team's white and i've always gotten used to that and like you know we look back at this time in bruins history and all the you know big games at the garden the bruins wore black you know mm-hmm. do you think that they should go back to in the nhl home team wears whites I mean, I like black is I like the, the, the darker color is the primary, but also like there's other times where they switch it around to where it depends on what the, like, you know, they've worn, I think when the uh, Carolina hurricanes come up here and they got the whalers ones, the Bruins wear white for that. And it looks fine too. So I think, it, you know, if you go back and forth with it, you know, I'd rather it be, uh, you know, more pageantry of who you're playing against and who has kind of more appealing sweaters. Like if Arizona came here, and they had those classic 90s ones where it's the purple and that's their primary color and the Bruins were white, I'd be all for it, right? But if it's if if they're playing the Detroit Red Wings or something like that and it's their classic, then keep the Bruins, you know, black regulars as it is. Yeah. So 
I think it, I'm, I guess I'm more of a fence sitter in that sense, right? Where I'm just not kind of giving a one way or the other, but I think it could kind of depend on what the matchup is. And I, if a team's coming here, especially one that doesn't have a classic sweater, bring, you know, bring Anaheim out here and have them in like their purple mighty ducks or do stuff like that. Cause that just makes it fun. I think, and especially if you're got, you know, tr- fans who are fans of those teams that are out here and they want to see them in like a unique kind of Jersey or something like that. Have it be like that. Cause I think that makes it much more appealing than like the ducks and their boring ass, you know, gold and, you know, what they have right now. Like I'd rather just those to get teams trounced really, by the Bruins. Yeah. I'd rather teams just go for it than in that situation. And if you're the home team, I think you should be accommodating of making it kind of a more interesting matchup. That's a good point. I've never really thought of that before. You're right. I mean, I think they should, as you said, with those alternates, if a team has an interesting one, let them wear it and just wear yeah. your whites. Um, and cause it makes the game pop a little bit. Um, so that is our Jersey talk. Yes. That is our Jersey talk. There will probably be a lot more when the alternates get released. I'm very excited. I feel like we know what it's probably going to be. Um, but nevertheless, it is fun to sort of talk about the past and talk about, you know, because everyone, everyone has a different opinion on jerseys. So that makes it a little bit more fun because it's like, oh, I, the Pooh Bear, of course, obviously is the one. I'm glad we agree on it. There's a lot of yes. people who do like it. I'm like, why? Why? But at any rate, those people, you know, what are you we need do? to fix them. We need to fix them. That's okay. Uh, but at any rate, is there anything, before I let you go, is there anything that you are working on at BSJ that, that people should know about? Yeah, we're going to be breaking down, especially with this news about the AHL, kind of how that impacts the Bruins and what their plans are going forward. I think we're going to be looking at maybe some prospect ranking in terms of taking a look at where some of these guys stand and who could either, you know, break the NHL roster this year or who could be on the cusp of it next year. So we'll have all that over at BSJ. So you subscribe at bostonsportsjournal.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Do all that. And for CLNS Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky. That's Connor Ryan. You Bruins fans and Poke the Bear listeners have a great rest of your day. 